You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back, back, run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. All right, the correct you're in here. Stadium time is 8.42 p.m. Central Standard Time. Your digital audio devices tuned into the Orange and True podcast, harbored by College of Magnolia.com. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. It is I, Drew Croson, at Center Crow 2 on Twitter, at Center Crow on Venmo. To one side of me, the rumor monger, Ryan Starrett, at Ryan S. Starrett on Twitter. The S stands for sick. Is everybody sick? Are you sick? Yeah, I'm good. The world Just is shout sick. out to Miles55, though, for winning the Survivor Pool last week. We got to get some koozies or something. I don't think we ever designated a prize, but. So it's over already? The Survivor Pool's already over? Oh, yeah, like five weeks in. Speaking of morbidity. <laughs> so the other side of me giving you the full four-pay ASMR. Coming to you live from another dimension. The AU Chief. Ichuta. On today's show, otherwise known as College of Magnolia Total Landscaping, we dive deep into Auburn Soccer's loss. Is there a curse? You'll find out. Crow curse. On today's show, we'll also discuss what are we going to do now as Auburn, Mississippi State. Breaking news, uh, Auburn, Mississippi State has been postponed. If you're finding that out um, due to this podcast or from this podcast, you know, we're here for you. Happy to be your source of Auburn news. Um, And also, we might talk a little Auburn basketball, including... Which NBA team was Samir Dowdy seen visiting today via his Instagram story? But first, let's talk a little Auburn soccer. So we, we spoke about Auburn soccer last week. Um, talked about how they, they had, you know, they'd gone a long time without a loss. They finally got a loss after we talked about them. Then they, they beat LSU. Um, so we, Auburn beat LSU two different codes of football within one weekend, which is pretty awesome. And we talked about how they were playing four games in 12 days. And one of those was the Iron Bowl of Soccer, which was important for a seeding standpoint, and then they went on the road to the best team in the conference, number three, Texas A&M. Well, Auburn lost both of those games after we talked them up. Hmm. To the tune of 0-1 to Alabama and 0-2 to Texas A&M. And limped its way into the SEC tournament, which is, as always, in Orange Beach, Alabama. And that takes place on Sunday, the 15th of November. They'll play the University of Georgia Bulldogs at 5 o'clock p.m. That's the weekend we should be playing Georgia, so. <laughs> yeah, man. You hear that, you hear that Greg Sankey? Ryan's, <laughs> Ryan's mad about that Georgia move. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all talked about, how, oh, it's great, we'll get this... Uh, 
new offense, new quarterback in, in week two. Eh, probably would have been better if we played them around this time of year. Yeah. Uh, as evidenced by what Florida just did to them. It's mm. the, guys, it's the long game. It's not necessarily about this year's Georgia game. There will be a mm. game in the future where that benefits us, I think. I hope. Not if it's in Athens. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Maybe by maybe next year at this time in Athens, you know, they're not able to have fans, but Auburn is because of Auburn fans' moral superiority and taking vaccines <laughs> or whatever. Who knows? You never know. Uh, but Auburn is the, let's see, where are we at? We are the eight seats. We're in the eight, nine matchup on, on Sunday the 15th. So golly, that I know it's not great. It, that, those two losses really, really threw a, threw a that stinks. The works. Yeah. 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 We were, we were, we were poised for, uh, at least a seat? five seat, at least a five seat because, <laughs> because we hadn't lost a game. Texas A&M is really good. Arkansas, really good. They're the one seed. But we could have okay. snuck in ahead of Missouri, I think, at the five. But now we're sitting here at the eight. That eight nine game. That eight nine game stinks in every tournament. Mm-hmm. You never want to be there. Uh, but they, t- t- tough break. Let's hope that Auburn gets him a W. Um, the last time these two teams met, Ryan, do you remember what happened? Last time Auburn played Georgia in women's soccer. Auburn Georgia. Was this the down a down a player ninety second minute goal? I believe that's right, and that was um, Auburn won one to zero, one nil like on the road in Athens. Um, yeah, in this they they score um, playing a man down the whole second half. Basically, they got a, they got a goal at the death, as they say. So that's it was uh, it was a PK. That doesn't. As well. That doesn't give you great confidence that we'll just go in there and win this one uh, easily. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But it is, you know, if you can beat a team playing 10 against 11, that's usually pretty good. Or at least not concede a goal. Sure. You can not concede a goal playing 10 on 11 for 35 minutes. That's not bad. How does does this tournament work? Is it a single elimination... Losers go home, or is there like a... I think it's that. I think it's a single elimination. It might be... Okay. Let me look it up again. I mean, that would make sense. It seems that's how the NCAA would do it, so... We are... uh, We're waiting for me to get my tabs back open. And I I really think that you're you're talking about a, a sport that... You haven't heard the crazy coronavirus stuff from the soccer program. I mean, we, I mean Auburn missed sure. games early, but here recently, it seems like everybody's been playing their games. Um, yeah, it looks like it's single elimination based upon okay. where I am looking. There's a, there definitely is a. Some teams have buys, it appears. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you 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 play first round, second round. We Auburn is already on to the second round, so it, it, the eight nine game is technically a second round game because there's an eleven fourteen and a twelve thirteen game that are theoretically the first round. We would call it's them the same setup as games. the basketball tournament, right? Correct. Okay. 
Yeah. So the, the where you want to be is that six seed where Ole Miss is at. They've got a they got a, a legitimate buy, um, and they don't play. Or Arkansas, which has a double buy. Arkansas, Texas A&M, oh, wow. Tennessee, South Carolina, top four seeds get double buys. That's lucky. Yeah, that's not a half. That's not a bad. See that, and that may have been where Auburn would have been because they beat, mm. I believe they beat South Carolina. So you're looking at those two, those back-to-back losses really crush you. Um, yeah, but here's to Karen Hoppe. Let's let's go get an SEC tournament in Orange Beach. It'd be nice to get. I don't know. Last time we got one of those, but it'd be really nice to get one of those on in her on her resume. Yeah, for sure. So. What's next? Not football. Not football. Yeah. As you might have heard, like we said, we're not playing again this week. We are. There's a decent chance we don't play until the Iron Bowl. Well, we talked so. about this in the Slack. Me and Josh Black, my hot take is that Auburn might play one more game this season yeah. with the way awesome. things are going. I don't see us canceling the Iron Bowl unless, like, the National Guard comes in. <laughs> Or like there's a presidential mandate of some sort, but or like the NCAA says it won't certify those wins; they won't count. And even then, I could see us playing unless the playoff says they're not taking Bama unless they play the Iron Bowl. <laughs> yeah, but I could see like first of all, Ryan, there's not going to be a playoff. Let's be realistic. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just. I'm wondering. How much longer this is going to last? There's not going to be bowls. Who's doing the Capital <laughs> One Bowl? Like, who's going to go to that? Who's going to watch it? Like, there's no way. Right. And we're supposed to be uh, playing Indiana in the Hope Field Bowl this year, though. Man. I, yeah, right. <laughs> if, if we can't, if we can't, like, get an NCAA tournament in basketball, I doubt we're going to get the Belk Bowl. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl for you now. Right. Or the... Oh, man. The bad, bowl. the bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. I doubt it's coming off the ground this year if we couldn't get the NCAA basketball tournament to get played. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see a yeah, way forward. I'm, yeah. It, it doesn't look good right now with so many teams out. Uh, I just—it's hard for me to believe that we're going to finish this football season unless we just take three weeks off and tell every player you have to do online classes only. Please, please, please don't interact with other human beings. Get everybody on the same page and then play. Or teams have to start like limiting. Like you have to stop the full-on. If you had any contact whatsoever, you're out policy. Right. It has to be more like you have to test negative, legitimately test negative to be out. Because that's the other issue is that it's like one guy tests positive and then his entire position group, because of contact tracing, is out. Right. I mean, there's mm. no way to do it. Yeah, I, I don't – I just don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it finishing out with with the way like the the outages of, of players, the players that have to be out have seems to have been kind of snowballing for the last few weeks. Yeah. And now what what we have six teams, eight teams out this week. 
LSU finally admitted they couldn't play after it, the news came out that they only had one available quarterback. Yeah, they were mm. still going to play with that one quarterback, and then like three or four hours later, it was okay. Maybe we won't. They had like one available quarterback, and like I, it wouldn't surprise me if Finley just said, "No, I'm, I'm not playing." And they were going to start playing like offensive players at DB too, or something wild like that. Like it was, we got we Kansas got. State, Oklahoma. Gosh, I feel like we've kind of had our blinders on the last couple of weeks because Auburn has done a good job to this point and had no cases. And yeah, I think right. twelve schools have been doing this every week. This is every single week in Big Twelve. Uh, who's and then playing, who's not Big playing. Ten too. Yeah, the Pac-12 just got off the ground last week and had two games canceled. Yeah. Um, so we we've kind of been able to put our head down and say, oh, we don't have any cases, so we can keep playing. And it's kind of right. coming to a head at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and now Auburn has nine cases, which is the first time we've had cases since what, like Fall July, mm-hmm. or August. Yeah. So. Uh, that we know of, because um, we have had some guys miss, but you know, not really disclosed why they missed or whatever. Uh, so you were still learning the playbook. Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you know, I maybe we finish it out. Maybe this gets better. Maybe this is just a little bump in the road. Um, I mean, maybe we call a, a stop to the season and then finish it in the spring. Um, yeah, that would be really weird, but that's, you know, FCS, a bunch of those teams played three, four games here this fall, and then they're going to play their conference schedule in the spring. So if there's one thing I'm confident about is that they will try and do whatever they can to get the TV money from these games. Yes. Yeah. I think they, they need to, right. They obviously don't put anybody at risk, but when all of these athletic departments are, you know, talking about running a deficit this year, it's the responsible thing to, to explore all your options. Right. So, I read an interesting article about how the uh, a lot of people are looking at that last game of the season. Like for us, it'd be Texas A and M, but now it's Mississippi right. State. And looking at that and being like, if your team is not a playoff team, quote unquote, how why are many, you playing that game? How many NFL draft eligible players? Yeah, are going to sit that sit that one out? Like, yeah. They already are going to sit the bowl game out. And of course they are, especially this year. They are all going to sit the bowl games out if we have bowl games. Why wouldn't they just go, yeah, I'm also not playing this last game. It means nothing. Yeah, these guys aren't going to want to effectively be quarantined for however many weeks over Christmas before a bowl game, if it even happens. For, yeah, not much of a reason. Um I'd hate it, too, because that, that LSU win, while if that is the last game we play this year, was a hell of a game to finish on. <laughs> yeah. Um, it yeah. felt like this team it was finally rolling. And let's be honest. And they were going to get a chance to do it against Mississippi State and then a Tennessee team that's struggling. You know, that Auburn kind of really put together a solid month. Uh, and they're not going to get the chance to now. And let's be honest. Like, we we want to be clear on this podcast. The worst part of this is not that Auburn – we're not going to get to see Auburn play football games. It's obviously that a couple hundred thousand people have died, but it does stink when you aren't able to do things that you normally, when, when normalcy is taken away from you and it's okay to be 
angry about the fact that he'd gotten almost a million cases in the, in the state of Texas, for instance, since this thing started. It's okay to be angry about that and also be like bummed that I don't get to watch Auburn play Mississippi State on Saturday. Like, just don't be one, it's more angry at the players that got COVID. Yeah. That's the worst take here is, oh, they shouldn't have been out. Oh, man. You know, being around anyone. Like, That's the worst take. It obviously spreads. A million people have had it in this state. Like, yeah, it obviously spreads. So I think yeah. I think that's the. It's just dumb. It's it's sad that this is continue that we we're continuing on. It's not it's not just sad. It's tragic that what's happened to some people's lives. Um, people who've lost their jobs. People who have lost loved ones. And yes, we also are grieving the fact that we're losing this football season, which is just really normalcy. We're losing more normalcy. Right. It's not, we're not equivocating it to the more tragic things that have happened this year. We are just adding it to the list of tragic things that have happened this year. But maybe we, maybe we finish the season out. I mean, like Brian said, they're going to do whatever they can and get this money. So, uh, and it, and it's not, it, that's not like a greed, uh, thing either that like the money from football supports all the other sports and the city and, of Auburn in Auburn's case the city of well, Auburn's case well, yeah city of city of Auburn's going to be hurting anyway um just the, because 20,000 fans or whatever is that aren't staying in town if they don't live here is not really going to cut cut it for the tur- tourism stuff right, um, yeah, that's the difference in having a home Auburn football game versus like having a super 6 game Every weekend, yeah. What is yeah. High school teams in town. What is next year? This is what I've been thinking about. Let's pretend perfect world. I don't believe this is going to happen, but let's pretend the perfect scenario. First week of the season next year, which I don't know who it's against, Alcorn State or someone. That this thing's gone. Either mm-hmm. the vaccine exists and people have taken it, or whatever, or God removes it from existence. What is week one going to look like? Like, are people going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get out of my house. This could, this could be wild. Is there going to be like 200,000 people tailgating in front of, before yeah. the Alcorn State yeah. game? Yeah, if we're at the point yeah. by Labor Day of next year where a vaccine has come out and not everybody, because we're not going to get into the whole vaccines thing right now, but enough of the population has taken the vaccine where they're comfortable going out and about. It will be insane all fall long. Yeah, it's no, going to be no. wild. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I will be out there every weekend. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go to Happy Valley, go to Penn State. But oh, that's next year, man. That that's happened. next year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's next Theor- year. Theoretically. If, theoretically, right. yeah. Yeah, we're talking about the world where the vaccine. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm assuming these schedules will carry on. I, I really don't know how scheduled games like that are going to happen because of the way this year happened and, and the shuffling around and stuff that, you know, we don't know for sure that even if everything's back to normal, that, that it's going to be the same games that were scheduled. Well, that was a home at home. Right. Whereas this year we didn't have any home at homes. I don't believe. Yeah. I think most of these big non-con games, if it's a neutral site sort of deal, it's just, it's going to be lost in the shuffle. If it's a scheduled home and home, right? North Carolina. If it's a scheduled home and home that got missed this year, 
I think teams will do whatever they can to kind of sneak it back in at the next available op- yeah. uh, opportunity. Um, so, I don't know. Um, I mean, in a lot of these schools, like, you know, we'll have the traditional rivalry that's not conference. They'll play that every week or every year still. Um, but yeah. The conference schedule will be interesting because there's not really a good option of saying, hey, we're just going to ignore last year, I guess, and continue with the yeah. originally scheduled 2021 schedule. I don't know. Um, I mean, it, we talked about, like, the we will all come out of our shells and go back tailgating and stuff. But I will say, like, it's gotten to the point now where it's going to be weird for me to not wear a mask. Like, I've gotten so used to it that, like, Early on, I'd forget I'd forget it in my car and get almost to the, to the door of the grocery store and have to turn around all the way back and go get it. Now, like, I'll, I find myself wearing it when I'm driving. <laughs> I just forgot to take it no. off. Or no, like, not me. <laughs> or, like, I'm like, it's, it's really weird. Like, I'll even, like, yeah, I, it is going to be strange to me to go do public normal thing. I haven't gone out to a restaurant in, Lord knows how long. It's going to be weird the first time I go just have dinner. Yeah, I, I, I can tell you it was weird. I I didn't go out in public per se, but we went to like a pri- private dinner for a wedding that I was in. And that was just strange sitting in a booth with other people. Yeah. <laughs> it's very weird. And you're like doing the mental gymnastics of like judging this person's thoughts on the spike. <laughs> the one time I did go out, like I went out in like July to a restaurant, sat outside with someone and my brother, who at the time I was living with, so I knew what he was doing. And we thought right. it was safe to meet this one other guy. We go meet this guy and we're like, and the whole time I, I'm running through my brain like, I wonder what he's been in. Like, do you think he's been taking it safe? Blah, blah, blah. Like, instead of just like yeah. being a normal person, I'm like trying to judge his quarantine habits is he being safe enough which is just a ridiculous place to put yourself in it's yeah you're sitting in judgment on other people based upon what they're doing about this virus that nobody knows what to do about um i do wonder long term if this normalizes wearing a mask when you're sick um i hope so man because it seems like too often with colds right yeah or going to the grocery store oh i need to go get a couple things because I'm going to be sick the next couple days. You know, that's I, I don't fine. Think so. Hopefully just start wearing a mask. I don't or at least so. take the stigma away from it. Yeah, like, I think oh, she's, man, right. I have, I think she's right. I, I, I don't <laughs> think I, I so will. because, well, I, you would. I don't think so because I don't think that the reason to wear a mask has ever been properly communicated in any way right. for this. I don't, I don't think – there are so – many people that think they don't know what the mask is about. They, they think it's so they don't get sick and they're convinced of that. And no matter how many times you like correct them, they don't, they don't think about that either. It's not, it's not about keeping you from getting sick, right? but that's not, and, and I don't blame them because it, it has never been communicated. The, the, the media hasn't communicated that well. There's been no real uh, direction from any uh, authority on why you should do that. And you're not talking about like a, you know, a 
a leader of a country, maybe. Well, that, but there's still, there just hasn't been like. Maybe refuting direct. uh, I haven't even heard the, uh, the, the head of the, uh, infectious disease, uh, people like he has never communicated it well and in plain English for people to understand it's, it's just all been a jumbled mess and, well, uh, here the radio I, I, randomly has the Surgeon General of the United States will break in every yeah. couple of commercial breaks, and he'll come on and be like, hey, here's a deal. If you love your loved ones and you want to go out and do stuff, you need to wear a mask to protect your loved ones, not yourself. Right. But a mask on. And that, that didn't start, though, until September. Well, that's also on the radio that no one listens to right. anymore. So, it, it like... There should have been like commercials, like, "Hey, I know wearing a mask sucks, but this is why you do it. It's not to keep you safe or whatever. It's 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 just a weird nothing nothing about this has been handled well by anybody. I don't think. And no, uh, because and, and a lot except of except for Coach Ed, or- Ed Orgeron, he's the only one who seemed like from the beginning he knew what was up. <laughs> uh, of course, you know, I, I think that's because no one really. It, we've been making it up as we've gone along. I think that's a big part problem. Um, but sure. uh, yeah, the whole mass thing, I don't think it's going to catch on. Cause I don't think, uh, I just think there's not enough people that know like what that's about. Yeah. And I also, this, I'll tell you this much in the rural, the rural urban divide has never been more clear than the mask divide. This state has had a statewide mask mandate. Since July. Yeah. I will go to my mom's town, which is just two hours east of Dallas, and I'll be the only son of a gun with a mask on at the gas yeah, station. Yeah, it, it was like that when I went when I went home. Like, nobody there. They didn't care. And it's like the governor of the state said to do it. No, no matter. Who cares? Well, that's that's the problem with these mandates is you can't enforce them. There's no teeth to them, yeah. You can't. The, the yeah. police... They, they For a little better, while, we had well. If you want football, you got to wear your mask. But you know that's out the yeah. window now. So well, now we have football, kind of had had football. Had. All right, guys. Let's, I, I mean, let's yeah. let's let's take a quick break and come back. We want to talk a little bit about what else can you do on Saturday. I'm gonna go check on Alex. I'll be right back. All right. What time you got? It's uh, we're at 26 minutes. Let's do oh, basketball before we do Saturday. Are you waiting for Chief to come back? Yeah. Or maybe we'll have to. Yeah. All right, and we're back at 26 minutes and 28 seconds into this podcast. It's just rolling along. Ryan, before we get into what we're going to do next this Saturday, instead of watch Auburn football, let's talk a little bit of basketball. So the, Can we pretend for a little bit that we're not going to miss any of the basketball season? Sure. Like everything's going to happen mm-hmm. the way it's supposed to happen, and uh, we're going to. I don't know. I mean, the only way I, I said this in the slide, like stretch right now. The only way to have a basketball season in its entirety, quote unquote, in its entirety, it, my plan would be we play each conference opponent twice, home and away, back to back games. In home and away, or just 
you play two home games. On a no, weekend. I would say home and away. So so everybody gets whatever. Okay, but no, like, that's what the Q's is doing. Where they're playing, you know, you're you're gonna have back to back home games. You know, UAB versus MTSU. They're gonna play Friday, Saturday. Yeah. You're going to get two home games against the same opponent, but then you're going to go on the road for two games against somebody else the next week. Actually, that's even better. So, yes, that's the plan. You play back-to-back home games at your spot, and then you go play back-to-back away games at somebody else's spot against the same team, no fans. So you play each team twice in the conference. That is, there are 14 SEC teams. You will play every team twice. Six games if you play them twice. You're getting 26 games in, and then you have a conference tournament. And then you have an NCAA tournament. That's the only way to guarantee. Do you need a conference tournament at that point? Just to have two trophies and have more games on TV, you do. <laughs> but the only way to guarantee that we're going to get all these games in is no fans, online classes only for the players, and they play two games a day, uh, two day, two games a weekend at the same place. That's the only way. Uh, uh, whatever we're going to do, we're going to miss games. And because we're not going to do that. Uh, I, I don't get why we keep adding games to the schedule. I'm like, what are we doing here? Can we just <laughs> pretend like it's normal? Jeez, I guess. Pretend like it's normal until it's not. I mean, it should just be like, yeah, hey, Auburn's playing the Knicks on uh, Thursday, <laughs> February 5th. Might as well. Home and home. We'll play them yeah. next year as well. Auburn's got, Auburn got, three, the Knicks. Auburn's got three games against Real Madrid. Like, we're going over to Spain. Like, like, I just keep seeing it, and I'm like, uh, okay, I'll get excited when you know it actually happens. I, I th- yeah, I think the only other way you can go about it is to have essentially many tournaments every two weeks, now, every three the, weeks, where you play the, like Thursday through Sunday. You play a four game round robin. You bubble and then you don't month, play for two weeks. weeks. Yeah. yeah, it's in you know like Birmingham, Nashville, Atlanta. Sure. Yeah. In New Orleans or something like that. There are ways that do it. None of the ways include fans. <laughs> the the thing I will say is that um, there's only 13 players on a basketball team. So if it runs through your team uh, or if you've had them exposed, right. then it's a lot easier to do that with 13 guys uh, than it is, you know, 75 or whatever it is with football. Um, Except so, that I think it makes, uh, and this is not really the point, but just a thought. I think it makes predicting anything about basketball impossible because if you're missing two players, well, I mean, it could be two of your starters, and that's sure. way different. Right. If I, all I, is down Sharif Cooper and Devin Cambridge, they're one of the worst teams in the SEC. But I, I guess what I mean is some teams probably have already had to run through their teams. That's true. Right. No, I mean, LSU said the same thing about the football team in September. Well, Outbreak number two. Again, that's seventy-five guys. But and I, they probably. I'd also. I also caution that like. The only league that has done this is the NBA, and that's because they hold everyone up in Disney World for yeah. four months. And yeah, that, and, that and bring your families down there to. Uh, I think that was to as much discourage any extracurricular activities as it was anything else. One hundred. <laughs> Yeah, they well, plus with Disney, I mean, Instagram, you can, you can go play golf and you can, you know, it's a whole complex. It's not like you're just yeah. stuck in a hotel for four months. Yeah. It, yeah. Have you ever played golf down there, Ryan? I have not. Normally, because I've always gone down there as a kid and we go yeah. to go to the parks. So, 
Um, yeah, so I've played and what games, what games have we added to the schedule? So right now, I mean, Auburn's got most of the schedule filled out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think Will was saying there's maybe one or two spots left, but uh, there's the whole Fort Myers tournament thing, which was you know kind of the replacement for the um, Orlando event this year. So Auburn will play St. Joseph's uh, in Fort Myers on Thanksgiving Day. That's game one. And then turn around like less than 24 hours later and play Gonzaga, which you know, it kind of stinks having no turnaround to go play number one. Uh, but yeah, it makes for an interesting three-day uh, three bender if you're an Auburn fan. St. Joe's, <laughs> Gonzaga, and then Bama yeah. on Saturday. Um, in football, the Iron Bowl will be that oh, Saturday. Oh, gotcha. It's like, what? Yeah, you play number one in both sports <laughs> back-to-back days. Theoretically. Uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. And you say next week, they. I think this just came through recently, that they're going to be going to a, back down to Orlando to play UCF. I would assume they're just going to stay in Florida because um, the St. Joe's and Gonzaga game are the 26th and 27th at UCF is the 30th. Um, and then there's kind of like a two-week gap right now, uh, which I would presume includes finals. They play Memphis and Atlanta still. That game's still in the docket on December 12th. They host Troy on December 19th. Uh, they host App State on the 22nd. And then there's the Big 12 Challenge with, uh, at Baylor on January 30th. So that's the non-con slate right now. I mean, you're getting preseason one and two, um, which, you know, it's going to be a tough draw, but hopefully it gives this team a little bit of experience uh, as young as they are before they get into the end of the season. RPI is going to love that. Yeah. Even if you lose those games, that looks really good for your scheduling. Uh, Indeed. Any thoughts on those before we go to the conference schedule? Because that dropped last Uh, week as well. Well, we're not going to, we're going to play in any of those. I don't think (laughs) (laughs) maybe the Fort Myers one. I doubt we play any of the others. Yeah, I would big time doubt. I'm saying I'm giving it a little more. I'm a little more optimistic because I'm just am that way. But I would say we're going to play 50 percent of those games. Yeah, (laughs) I just hate I hate to pour a big bucket of ice cold water on on everybody, but I just feel like maybe we play the the Fort Myers thing and then then it's over after that, and hopefully we get conference play of some sort. Yeah, if any game gets canceled, or any one game gets canceled, I gotta think it's the Big Twelve Challenge in January. Yeah, I can't see conferences. You know, if if there's any kind of outbreaks, being oh yeah, we'll we'll still play some non-con games because um, that'll be after a month of conference play. Yeah, you know, I um, I, I am very. I don't know that I'm perplexed. I, I'm just reminded that people that get paid a lot of money to make big decisions don't, uh, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean they're very smart or, uh, uh, or yeah, it doesn't mean they're very smart because they should have, maybe they'll surprise me and they'll be like, okay, this was our backup plan, but they never should have just come out with this schedule for the conference schedule. And uh, like they, it's like they planned it like it was just a normal season. We we're just going to have a few less people. Right. And it's like. In their defense, maybe, without, I mean, without the wholesale changes like we talked about before, 
they do kind of have to plan like it's going to happen and then cancel it later. Right? I mean... Yeah, yeah. but you, you would think that they would have tried something a little more radical, like yeah. they like what we mentioned, like two games every week, you play the same team. You, like, I, 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 I wasn't exactly expecting it from the, uh, you know, bastion of change, SEC. Sure. Forefront of, I mean, maybe they'll surprise innovation. us, and and that they have that in their back pocket for when this all goes to hell. But um, I, I just, I don't know. It seems a little short sighted to just plan it as if everything's okay. Um, I, and I realize everything seemed okay a few months ago, but I don't understand why you would think that that was going to happen. Uh, why it was going to stay that way? Um, but whatever. Yeah. I I think the most interesting thing about the conference schedule, if you wanted to move on to that, is is that we get I believe we get Kentucky twice. We do. We drew Kentucky twice again. How many times we got Florida? Uh so well I'll just read it off. We uh we play everybody once except for the three three teams we always get home and homes with, which is Bama, uh, Georgia and Ole Miss. And then our two our two extra home and homes this year are Kentucky and Arkansas. Okay. Yeah, I, and I think Arkansas is not going to be whole, not going to be awful. But yeah, Arkansas is I think supposed to be one of the better teams. Um, yeah. If however much you know that at this point of the year. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I I think this schedule is going to be really tough for Auburn. I think that Auburn is not going to win the conference in the regular season. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of Auburn fans. This is, again, pretending that we're going to play these games. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of Auburn fans stressed out about this team, early on especially, as they are a young team. They're going to figure out what they're doing with each other. But I think that if Auburn fans give them a chance, they're going to be a fun team. And some of these games are going to be fun losses, which is a real thing that can happen in basketball. Unlike football. <laughs> a fun loss in football is not happening for all. <laughs> Has there ever been a fun loss in football? Uh, the, I would say the 9 Iron Bowl is as close as it gets. Yeah. yeah, I, that's It's definitely got to be the early side of a coach's tenure. Where yeah, it's like, oh, right. we're, we're getting Optimism. better. This was, you know, <laughs> we're only going up from here. I mean, oh, nine, yeah, well, we, I thought we were going to be 52 to zero. So to almost win it made it kind of fun. Yeah, it was it was really fun to watch and then very frustrating uh, that we lost because of some pick plays. But anyway. Um, it is one of my favorite hypotheticals. If Auburn wins that game and then turns around and beats him again in 2010. Alabama doesn't win the 2009 national championship, but then Auburn wins the right. 10 championship. How does that change the face of college football? I think it does. You're looking at Nick Saban without the national championship in 09. Not getting his first one until 11. Yeah. So Chizik, coach. Chizik with a championship before Saban. <laughs> All right. So let's now go on to, because we cannot – watch Auburn football this 
Saturday. Unless you're like me, you might watch some old War Room Eagle, War Room Eagle YouTube videos this Saturday instead. Because you can't watch all football, what are you going to do this Saturday, Chief? 3 o'clock p.m. is the Auburn game, or was supposed to be the Auburn game. Uh, what am I going to do? Uh, you know, I don't know. I'll, I'll have the kids. Uh, my wife might be almost home. but Well, no, she'll be home. So uh, I'll probably be kicking back, uh, maybe scrolling through TV to see what else is on. Uh, I might check out the Masters. I'll check out the leaderboard. That's usually what I do. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'll be hanging out at home. I might clean out the garage. been thinking about doing that lately. Nice. Well, let me give you some, let me give you some sweet, sweet action to watch, Chief. 1.45 p.m., which you've got ESPN+. Plus. You've got Germany versus Ukraine in the mm, UEFA yeah. Nations League. I was going to mention that uh, there should be some uh, international soccer that I'd probably be into. So. Pass. Oh, uh, Ryan? <laughs> Ryan will be watching, you know, some podunk team versus some other nonsense team on Well, look, Ryan to Liberty with Malik Willis at quarterback is oh, playing Western Carolina, so that's say, probably not even on TV. Say no more. <laughs> Liberty versus Western <laughs> Carolina. <laughs> Which, hey, after the ending last week against Virginia Tech, uh, Liberty might be appointment television right now. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You could go onto YouTube and watch Respect Vino, the documentary coming soon from one Jared Harper. Mm. First mm. episode drops on Friday, but uh, you could watch Is it. Is this going like to be like a Mandalorian thing where it's one a week? I believe so. It's episodic. Um, hmm. You could do that. It could be great. Sonic is Rogue, he producing it, or, or what, what's the deal here? All I know is what he tweeted. Is this a career pivot for Jared Harper, where it's, he's going to go like produce Thirty for Thirties for you? He's going to be our tour director, or uh, it's his YouTube channel. Interesting. Maybe he's like a Baron Davis figure. Baron Davis got into producing documentaries there for a while, as did Steve Nash, and now Steve Nash is the coach of the Nets. That is interesting in in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. Or you could do what I am suggesting you do and watch episode one of The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Guys, this show rules. It is. I it's one of it's one of those there's, there's few things where I go into with no there's a few times I've gone into a television show or movie with zero expectations whatsoever. And come out blown away. The last time mm. I remember it was Guardians of the Galaxy One. Mm. I didn't even know mm. what it was. I was I was moderately aware that it was even a Marvel movie. So I, I went in with nothing and came yeah. out loving it. This thing, yeah. I literally was just sick of the what are we going to watch? I don't know. What do you want to watch? Conversation with my wife mm. that we have every mm. single night. And, all right, whatever. Let's just watch this. The preview looked interesting. And it was, it is terrific. It is a seven, I think, seven episode limited series on Netflix about a chess prodigy. But it's about really just like self-destruction is what it's actually about. It is terrific. It is terrific. I would, I would recommend anybody watch it. Um, is this based on a true story or is this no. 
It's not. And to me, I, I told I told my wife this the other day. I was like, the great thing about this is it's like finally a good television show or movie or prestige drama that is not based on a true story or a comic book or a... Like this is literally just like somebody had this idea for a show. I think it might actually have been a novel now that I think about it. Somebody has this idea and they created it as opposed to they're basing this oh, off of a comic Yeah, book. that reminds me now. This, this was a novel back in the 80s. And if I, if I read it correctly, it's been kind of bounced around through TV and movie producer hell where nobody would really pick it up or if they tried to, it didn't get made. Yeah. And the last time it was close to getting made was in 2008, and it was Heath Ledger's like love project, where oh, hmm. he was he was essentially producing it, writing it. He was going to uh, star as or co-star in it, I guess. Uh, and like had already started on the script when he passed away. Hmm. It is awesome. It's a it's a great it's a great television show. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's one thing this uh, pandemic may have done for us is it, it's going to shift a lot of money into into TV, and uh, a lot more money into TV, I should say, and we could get a lot more long form uh, storytelling, uh, yeah. which which I'm a I'm a big fan of long form. I know I know there's a lot of people that love a good tight hour and a half movie, uh, but the, with some exceptions, I, I prefer long. I like long movies. I like series even better if they can keep their momentum. So, uh, I think movies are better for if you just want ninety to one hundred twenty minutes of action packed. You know, some sure. explosions, not much of a story. You know, just want to have you know, a little popcorn flick. Uh, that and comedies, but yeah, for storytelling, I think we're at the point now where with the money that some of these studios are putting into even miniseries on TV. Um, yeah. You can't really be not really comedy story. anymore. You're not going to see a lot of movie comedies. I don't think those are all going streaming first now. Like, it's yeah, just like, it, it's a, it's a bit of a bummer. Although I'm somebody that hasn't gone to see a comedy specifically in a quite a long, a long time well, at this point. And I guess my point was it not really the cinematic experience, but it doesn't need a full 10 episode season to be a good, right. Comedy. You can still do that in a in a, in a movie, yeah, yeah, even yeah, if it's streaming yeah. right away. Yeah, a, co- a comedy premise can work over ninety minutes pretty well. Um, yeah. I, but the the thing about comedies also is it's not necessarily the the theatrical experience as much as it is the the shared experience with a with the audience, and, right. and that's what you lose there. But uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm taking my silver linings with all this pandemic as as I can, and that that's definitely one of them. That we're gonna get a lot. Well, I mean, Disney just—they announced they were shifting money into into the TV side. So yeah, they restructured a lot of their upper management, didn't they? Yeah. It, well, yeah, and and I'll say this: I think the success of the Mandalorian had a ton to do with that as well, because of the the being able to use that uh, the volume technology. I don't know. Have you guys watched the uh, documentaries about the Mandalorian? I haven't watched the documentary, but I am aware of like they're doing some really groundbreaking breaking stuff where it's not a green screen; it's a whole system where they yeah yeah. So uh, actor can be I, in the scene. I would definitely watch these. It's called Gallery, uh, and and you can go to the Mandalorian in your Disney Plus and look under it. Um, but yeah, they have a it's it's a basically a dome that surrounds them 
like they shot basically nothing on on location and, and uh, very little on green screen in for the Mandalorian, the season one and I assume season two. Uh, it, it it's technology that was developed when um, uh, John Favreau was working on uh, Jungle Book and then uh, more so in, in uh, Lion King. Which I, uh, I will stand by that being the best Disney live adaptation of an old movie was Jungle Book. Yeah, it's good. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, but what what they did is they they incorporated uh, augmented reality and virtual reality stuff, and basically made it where they you project exactly what's going to be in on film on, on this huge dome screen, and they're like surrounded by it rather than being surrounded by green screens and. The, the lighting's not right, and the actors don't know what to react to. And and the success that Mandalorian had and, and that stuff working, I think, had a lot to do with it as well. Um, and, and Because now they see, oh, we can do basically anything for like half the price of a movie. Yeah. yeah. And, and I will say, this- I'm, I'm somebody that isn't, you know, I, I don't know all the technical details, and I don't necessarily spot bad lighting or, oh, that's just a really – you know, terrible CGI or whatever, but sure. one of the things that I, and I guess it could just be in Mandalorian with the producers and actors, but I feel like it gives those actors way more, um, like, something to work with. Like, yeah, they, it seems like it's a lot easier for them to put in a believable performance yeah. you know, just because they can see what they're interacting with. So I've, uh, uh, I've listened to an interview with a, a guy that was just one of the extras on, uh, in the Mandalorian and, he said, "Like it, it's almost disorienting being there because you feel like, like in, in the volume, you, you it's like you're there, and it, it's just." He it said it was very surreal, uh, and I mean that goes to what you're saying. Like it, it gives the it, the actors feel like they're in it, and it, it it puts them in character more than than especially green screen uh, yeah. would do. All right. Is this Ryan, something that they're going to be using for? Sorry, real quick. Just, are they going to be using it for all of like the the Marvel Disney Plus series? You think? I I, I assume yeah. Okay. I, I know they've built more of these these stages too. Disney okay. has. Um, and there's one in London, I think, and there's there's uh, another one elsewhere. I think there's some bigger ones too. Um, this it, it just made it where they can make movie th- things that look like movies at about like at way less of a cost. Um, and cause the computer's doing a lot of the work. Right. Um, and, and I think a lot of it, they just go shoot like scenery places and then yeah. process the computer. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. I, I, I know we're on a super tangent right now, but I don't know. It's, it's cool. Well, we have enough to talk about. Ryan, what are you going to watch this weekend? I am going to go play golf both mornings, probably just to get out of the house. Hopefully the, uh, the, Tropical storm doesn't come up our way. Is this uh, is this like me uh, during March Madness where I'm like, man, I got to go shoot some ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're definitely at the point of the year where you know you, you don't know how many more Saturday mornings you're going to have good weather. Um, but yeah, playing playing golf on the Masters is always kind of a, a fun experience. I don't know. Um, and then yeah, I'll be sitting back and watching Augusta both days. Uh, if I, if I have one football game I'm going to watch, it's going to be a nightcap in the Pac-12 uh, Arizona State-Cal at 9.30. Um, 
uh, Arizona State's going to be my my non-conference team this year. You know, as many games as they actually get to play, just because I'm a big fan of Jane Daniels, their quarterback. Uh, kind of had a better year than Bo did last year as a freshman. Big Herm Edwards fan. You know what? I I was kind of making fun of it like everybody else was last year, but uh, it might be working. So I'm big, uh, I, I, I didn't like him in the NFL too. He seemed like a decent person. So I'll believe it when uh, when we have an actual real season uh, and things work out for him. Although it's the pack, like what, how much anything could happen. Yeah, how hard is it? Um, Crow, what are you going to be doing? Well, I'll probably go on a bike ride. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna ride all the way down to like Fort Worth and back. No, no, I got I got a ride that I'm working on in terms of like plotting out, but it's like a hundred mile ride from here to Paris, Texas. But I I uh, I'm not gonna attempt that this weekend. This, this your your own little uh, Tour de France, exactly, Chief. They got a they got a little Eiffel Tower in Paris, Texas. That I want to ride. Uh, I too. bet. I bet. It's the, if the Auburn, I, just the Tour de France at Baylor football game. It ends in Paris every year. Okay. If the Auburn at Baylor football game in 2023 or whatever it is, that still happens, are you going to plan to ride from your house down to Waco? Yeah. I'd do that 100%. And when we play in basketball next year, I might attempt it. That's this year. Yeah, this year. January. You won't get to go. That's the problem. Why not? To the game. Have you thought about – We're not going to be allowed in games this year. Oh man! If we're gonna have, if they're gonna play in Waco, they're gonna have fans. <laughs> Believe me. True. Uh, have you ever thought about uh, putting on a speedo and and riding for charity? Um, I'd be. I could be talked into it. I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> there's a there's a guy in uh in uh england he's a everton guy and he's he's walked across the entire country in nothing but a speedo oh, i heard about a speedo this. mick is his name and yeah. uh a really weird british version of forest Gump. it sounds like i would yeah, I a would, little bit i would do like a ride from here to auburn oh man to raise it's money for god knows what like I, if there were to be some charity in auburn that wanted to like Hey, Crow's going to ride to Auburn, and we're going to raise our grand for. Of all the 500 mile bike rides, or however far it is, though, that's got to be one of the more boring ones, right? Like, you could take Interstate 80 the whole way. I was about to say. Hey, at least it's pretty flat. I mean, yeah, yeah. there's some hills once you get to Auburn, but up until then, it's pretty flat. Yeah, it's pretty flat the whole yeah. way out. Otherwise, yeah. All right, well, guys, let's uh, let's stay safe out there. That's what yeah, maybe to do. Maybe we'll have uh, Tennessee to talk about next week. Maybe. Yeah. Funny. Man, Tennessee, we're not, not going to know what hit them. Chad Moore for two weeks to prepare for this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Adios. You guys. Oh, no. <laughs>